Welcome to the official podcast of the Irish Association of Speech and Language Therapists, the IASLT in conversation. Christmas is coming and speech and language therapists are often asked by parents about toys that would be good to promote communication, language and literacy. Today I'm joined by Emma O'Leary, a speech and language therapist currently working in her private practice, Therapy with Tiny Humans in Shannon County Clare. Emma has over 12 years of paediatric clinical experience in both the public and private sectors. She is also the founder of Life is Tiny Humans, a parenting and lifestyle website where she shares insights into family life with her three boys, along with play-based learning ideas and activities for children. As a mother of three young boys and a clinician, Emma has great ideas about gifts for Christmas that will help promote communication, language and literacy. So thanks for coming today, Emma, and giving us your time. I'm um, delighted to be here. <laughs> so I, I suppose I'm just going to ask you about different types of toys for different ages and, and, and children at different le- levels of language. So if we think about um, our babies and our young children who are not yet using words or pre-verbal, what kind of toys might you suggest would be good for them? Yeah, and this is, I think this is a question. I think this is a question that comes up lots and sometimes people can struggle with this, this younger age. Um, what I tend to um, suggest to parents is think of toys that will potentially grow with your child. So we all know that situation where we buy toys for babies and they have them for a very short period of time and then they're thrown in a box and don't get used. So you can't go wrong with really um, simple games like um, even like wooden blocks like colored wooden blocks that they can use in the early stages kind of for holding and mouthing and things like that but then as they get a little bit older that you can um practice building them together and using early language you know things like up on in out you can hide the blocks that kind of thing things then like musical musical um musical instruments toys that make noise, cause and effect toys, those early cause and effect toys. So things like a click clack where, you know, you put a car on it and it goes down or, or you have a ball run where you pop the ball and they're fun to watch when maybe baby is younger. And there's lots of language that you can add in around that and, and chat about it. And lots of kind of very animated, fun words like pop and in and things like that, that are attention grabbing for that age. I also absolutely love in, in clinic and I'm sure, um, Others will share their love for things like the Fisher Price pig that you post the coins into the back of the pig. It's a really simple one. Again, you know, you can use it from a much younger age, but I would have kids that are four or five that still enjoy doing the pig. So I always think when you're thinking of toys, don't think about ages so much as, you know, thinking about a toy that you're buying that is going to grow with them, that they're still going to enjoy maybe when they're two, when they're three, when they're four. Um, for musical instruments, there's some really nice, I know Hape do it, like pianos and things like that, that are fun for when they're much younger, you can be getting them to touch it and they're trying to make the relation, you know, that connection between when they touch it, a sound happens. But again, are much, are very nice with older kids, kind of when they um, are three, four, five, are still going to enjoy that piano and have a bit of fun with it. I always say as well, like even in terms of when we're picking books and things for babies um, or for younger children who are not using words, an idea that I love for gifts for Christmas is to make a little photo book for them. So you can do that on any app, to be honest, on, on your phone. You can you can do it yourself with a scrapbook if you're feeling very creative and you want to <laughs> cut out some pictures. But things like 
the free prints app or free prints photo app, making just a, a really nice book um, that has maybe 20 pictures of recent kind of adventures that you've gone on together. So maybe it's familiar people or it's the day you went to the zoo. That's a really nice one for having a conversation with like a little person and as we know, small people love nothing more than themselves and seeing themselves. And oftentimes we will have photos on our phone and we'll be showing them and talking about things on our phone. But it's lovely to have a physical book that they can have that's kind of their book that they can go around with that has, like I said, pictures of things that have happened quite recently that you can have a conversation about or have a chat about. Um, I always think that's a nice one, nice one to do kind of coming up to Christmas. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Um, and then when children are starting to kind of use early words starting to use early sentences what kind of toys would you recommend? yeah and on this I say there isn't a set toy there isn't a specific thing that we need to get at this stage so let's say for children that they're using first words so they might be using the word car they might be saying cow if your child is particularly interested in cars like a thing like a garage is a great buy because you know that they're really going to enjoy playing that and there's endless language then that you can add to something like you can talk about it's going up in the lift it's going down it's a ramp there's a huge amount of vocabulary around just that one toy that you can model how to expand language for them. But if you have a child who's not into cars, then a garage isn't going to be their balls. You know what I mean? If you have a car, um, a child who's really into animals, I always say, you know, the Schleich animals that you can buy, they can be a little bit of an investment. They're not the cheapest animals in the world, but they again are a, a toy that you'll buy once and you'll have them for 20 years. <laughs> I, have, I still have Schleich animals in clinic that I bought like when I was in college and they're still absolutely perfect. They're those kind of things that if you have a child who's, who's into animals, they're a lovely thing to collect. I often say that to parents, you know, sometimes parents would say, oh, on a Friday, we get a treat. And I was like, well, on a Friday, we get a Schleich animal where instead of spending the five euro on sweets, we go and we get a little animal to add to the collection. Um, but they're lovely because, again, if you have a child who's into animals and they're naming the animals, even in something as simple as having a little collection of animals, you're talking about, oh, the lion's tail or the elephant's big trunk. There's lots of language that you can add to expand to that. And even then start incorporating vocabulary around the different actions and things that they're doing. But I always think that animals are a big hit. But for expanding vocabulary and at that age, simple things, even like bubbles, um, farm sets, but tea sets where you're starting to kind of incorporate some, oh, I'm drinking the tea, you're drinking the tea, you know, that kind of thing where you can add language. Um, one that's a big hit here uh, in clinic and I love at home is a stomp rocket. I know lots of people will be familiar with the stomp rocket, but it's essentially um a rocket that you can put onto a piece of tube and when the child comes along and they can push it, stop it, it flies up into the air. It's made out of um, foam, a bit like our plastic. So obviously it doesn't break anything, but you can do them inside and outside, but like highly motivating, really fun to do. But again, huge language learning opportunities around like up, like blast off, ready, steady, go. And practicing those kind of early um, phrases that can be done in a really fun and repetitive way where kids are playing and having a great old time, but yet having lots of opportunities to hear language. Um, so yeah, the main thing I suppose when thinking about toys is think about a toy that is along the lines of something that you know your child is gonna be into and enjoy. Um, in that, you know, kitchens, play kitchens have always been a huge hit. And even at home, I think for a second birthday, we got a play kitchen. And from a very young age, you know, they're another toy that you can buy that grow with your child. In the beginning, they're just opening and closing the door in the kitchen. And you're talking about open, close, open, close. But then as they get older, it's a whole elaborate shop situation. And they're setting up a shop and a store and who can come in and who can't. So 
what I always say is kind of buy once, buy well, buy something that, you know, look in the early stages, the kitchen was great for them to learn kind of to hold on to and walk along when they were figuring out how to walk and opening and close things. But now it's this fantastic place where they go to play um, a game about Aldi <laughs> or wherever they're, whatever shop they're setting up. So yeah, um, that's kind of what I would suggest around um, okay. yeah. that, that early expanding stage or kind of putting two, three words together. Um, and we all know that books and games can be great um, as well, and as particularly for things like developing pre-literacy and, and literacy skills. Would you have any ideas around those kinds of games? Or Absolutely. Um, so we will all be familiar with um, Orchard Toys and Clinic. So, you know, the the favourite games like things like the shopping list game and, and Tommy Ake and, and those kind of games. Orchard Toys games are really great for getting kids, first of all, to start um taking turns and maybe engaging in some tabletop type activities that are a little bit more structured and getting them used to that and they're fun and can be adjusted I suppose to make them easier or harder depending on kind of the age your child is but even from a very early age things like the orchard toys post box game for example is great because it's it's that whole idea around um like text awareness so you know that you're reading out oh it's a letter i see here on the letter it says it's for mr pig and they are kind of making that connection that you're reading something they're not familiar with what those letters are like shapes on the on the envelope are just yet but you're creating that um text awareness for them so those kind of games are nice and even the shopping list game where there's text and pictures alongside each other is really good for children to start making that connection between the relationship between words and pictures and that words have meanings um snap cards are another really nice one so snap cards that have the words underneath them and um, so at the moment we are big into snap osquilga at home so you know you can obviously get them in english or irish or if you have another language that you're speaking at home osborne are great for that for snap cards that have different languages underneath and they're nice again because they have the written word underneath the picture to kind of create that awareness around the sounds that are matching the word the for kids then that I suppose are taking more of an interest in words and they're getting to that stage where they're kind of heading to school or they're in school and, and words are everywhere and they're really interested in it and they want to do a little bit of kind of, I suppose, more phonological awareness type work and as well sounding things out. Um, in, in terms of books, I I absolutely love the Osborne Phonic Readers and I often would recommend those to parents in clinic anyway for children who might be presenting with language difficulties, but also for speech, because they're just really nice short books that again, you could kind of use with a two, three-year-old for the vocab side of things, but then maybe for uh, the sounding out and words or for difficulties with specific speech sounds, they're great for older kids. And there's lots of really nice pictures and rhymes. So just even making kids aware of, oh, look, that sound, is the same as this sound or those two words sound alike those words are rhyming um you can pick those up in, in different places you can get them in like um, a library a set or you can pick them up individually but um they're a they're a great buy and they're great to have at home or in clinic um zingo is another lovely game it's a bingo game where there's pictures but again the text word is underneath it highly motivating for kids because they have to pull something forward and back and cards come out which they love it um and then learning resources the brand learning resources do great early kind of phonics work like space mission words is one that we have at home or we have um we also have a sight word swat where you have to smack the sight words with like a fly swatter who doesn't love smacking things <laughs> but like kids love it highly motivating those kinds of things i suppose um are, are big hits around like i said 
making that connection between the written word and um, the written word and the object. And I even say to parents, look for for pre-literacy or for that for children to start making that um, connection. It's even when you're out and about, when you're re reading your shopping list and you're inside an Aldi or you're going to Tesco and you're like, oh, it says we need apples, making them aware you've something written down. Or if you see a stop sign or if you're going into a shop and there's a sign over it, bringing your child's attention to that, that kind of thing. So the same thing in toys, anything that you find, even if it's a container or there's instructions in a game, highlighting that for them that, oh, the instruction says this, I suppose that's, that's what I would suggest yeah. on that. Good, good, great ideas. And um, on your Instagram, you often showcase toys that are great for developing sensory skills and meeting the needs of children with sensory needs. Can you tell us about some of your favorites for those? Mad for mad for the sensory day. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to sensory day, one thing that I say, like if you're looking for a big present or something nice to buy, um, maybe for siblings to share all year round, a tough tray is a really great buy to kind of contain and, and start with kind of sensory play at home. Some parents will often say to me, the thoughts of it, Emma, the thoughts of taking out sand and or the thoughts of making water beads or slime, just like, no, no, thank you. I'm like, well, if you feel like that, that's grand. Let's let's just acknowledge that, but let's create it a situation where it is not as stressful and we contain can contain the mess a little bit more it's the same here in clinic like I have a sensory table and we make a big mess you just have to be set up for it and when you are then it's a lot less stressful so a a sensory table like even the fly sat table from Ikea is a great buy or something like um, a tough tray that you can get on a stand again you can get them from lots of different suppliers around the country um, a wobble board I get asked about wobble boards all of the time and you know do the kids enjoy them I have a wobble board at home and I have to say it's again one of those things that we've had since my youngest was maybe I think he was 12 months when we got it and it is just so loved and it's one of those open-ended multi it just it can be used for everything and anything it's lovely for wobbling and moving but great as well as a bridge as a ramp it's one of those open-ended toys that just has I suppose unlimited unlimited possibilities in clinic then for kind of sensory for children that are coming that are working on I suppose early turn taking and um, but enjoy kind of toys that do something like spin and um, the spin again toy is a really nice one that is uh, a toy that you stack and basically it has cogs that come off it and you sit it onto the top and it spins down highly motivating for kids and it will be used here every single day um, I also have a foldable smart trike trampoline <laughs> So um, in clinic, and it's a really nice one that you could have at home, ideal for things like a grandparent's house if you go to visit, but um, don't obviously want to have a massive trampoline out all the time because it folds up and can be put into the press. Um, it's got a little handlebar that they can jump up and down on. So yeah, highly recommend that, particularly if you are limited on space or somewhere like an apartment. It's really nice if you have a child who has lots of energy and likes to seek out movement. Or another one that is really popular here is something called the Dimple Duo Shapes. So it's essentially a um, board that has big dimples that you can pop uh, in and out. And for anything like the fidget toys that you see younger kids all going around with now, but it's a bigger version um, and it's got shapes and colors on it. And it's just, it's made out of silicone. Kids absolutely love it. Um, I, I picked that up. It's a brand called Fat Brain Toys. You can get them from different suppliers, but I know Cogs the Brain Shop have that one um, in Dublin. And it's just one of those 
toys that kids just go for. They they really, really love it. Um, and last one, oh, maybe noisy tubes. So they're they're pop tubes, they're noisy tubes. So they're long tubes that you can um that you can move and shape. And again, they can be connected, they can be taken apart. Kids love them. Uh, they make lots of cool and funny noises. And there's lots of kind of opportunities to add language about things like long and short and in and out and things like that. So yeah, would use those a lot too. Oh, great. I'm, I'm making notes here. Um, <laughs> and, and a lot of people have, our families have iPads and tablets in their yep. home. And if a child is getting one of those for Christmas, can you think about how maybe they can be used to promote speech, language and communication or if there's yep. any apps or... So, like, when it comes to iPads, I think the main thing to remember is as much as possible, try to make yourself part of the iPad. I know iPads are a huge part of life and you know as grown-ups we use them and kids obviously want to have them because they can watch their netflix and cartoons and they can play apps the the only issue with ipads is if kids i suppose are on ipods ipads doing kind of solitary games on their own for really prolonged periods of time there's lots of really nice interactive games that even siblings and things can do together in ipads where they have to take turns um or for me, I don't have huge recommendations around apps because we're only entering into that stage. My, my parenting stages were only kind of easing into kind of getting into iPads, but we would use it for things like um, like reading eggs or alpha blocks, jolly phonics, that kind of thing. Even with my younger child, who's now three, he's not at the stage where he's doing that, but he enjoys looking at the sounds. And again, that kind of pre-literacy thing, his, his older brothers are doing it. And if he's going to have any turn on it, that's the kind of thing that he's doing because they're doing it and he wants to do that. Um, but even painting apps or kind of drawing pictures and creative apps can be really nice. Um, there's lots of apps around kind of matching, you know, um, animal sounds to animals. And I think that that can be really nice if you're sitting with them and part of it and having a chat and a conversation about it, as opposed to them sitting, doing it on their own all of the time. Mm. It's great for them to learn, obviously, the skills of, of dragging and using their finger. And, and sometimes people say, well, like, oh, I feel like we need to get an iPad and, and get them started sooner because they won't be able to do that. But I always reassure parents that children will learn how to use an iPad in approximately, and I'm not exaggerating, 90 seconds, they will have it figured out because they live in a world where they see people doing this all the time so don't 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 succumb to the pressure of that you know if you have a three-year-old and you think they don't need it but if they're in an environment look so for example in my house I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old my three-year-old is obviously going to see we have a tablet and my six-year-old is using it he's going to want to have a turn absolutely um but it's as much as possible that they're working on something together or doing it together and not just sitting on their own I suppose for an hour or two doing it on their own yeah 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 great and uh, one question I had was about books and um, a lot of the children we work with can maybe feel different. And I think books around diversity and disability that would make a nice present for Christmas this year. Yeah, um, there's so many. I could write, I could write you a book about books now. <laughs> but I'm just trying to think like two like that come to mind at the moment that are lovely um, a lovely new book that's out by Irish author Eamon O'Neill, the same but different, that talks about differences in children, so be it appearance or, yes, children who may have disabilities or difficulties, that kind of thing. It covers that and it's, a, it's just a really nicely put together book and I've lent it to a few parents here who then have gone on, I suppose, to buy it. Another one that's lovely specific to speech is um, a book by Lucy Rowland called Wanda's Words Got Stuck. Um, it's about a little witch who... Um, is finding it difficult to get her words out and um, in the end she gets her words out to help a friend but more so it's kind of the whole emphasis on 
um you don't need words to get your message across to make friends it's just a really again nice it's a really nice story and I think it would really resonate with a lot of children who may maybe be presenting with stammering or who may be presenting with selective mutism or speech sound difficulties I think it would just be a nice one in, in terms of kind of building confidence um a really simple story kind of gauged at the ages that we will be seeing those kind of things in clinics so yeah that's a nice one Wanda's words got stuck right yeah they sound lovely and just to finish, I suppose, getting us excited for Christmas, I just wanted to ask you about the best Christmas present you remember getting when you were a child. It's a hard one, isn't it? I was, laughing, I was thinking about this when I read it. The best Christmas present I think I ever got is my mom and I, I'm trying to think. Oh, I got a doll's house. Sorry, a doll's house that came from, came actually from the, from the UK or somewhere. It was a very special big doll's house. I still have it. My mother is trying to bully me into taking it to my house because it's still, it's huge. <laughs> my mother it's like a museum I won't let her throw anything out we have a lot of toys from when I was a kid it's funny um but yeah a beautiful big doll's house still have it Mike boys um still play with it and other than that I remember one year Santa brought me a blender and we used to it's a functioning blender I don't know how safe that would have been no doubt to be honest I don't see any blenders on the market but it didn't have a blade in it but we definitely made milkshakes in it uh yeah a blender with a button and it was the absolute business yeah oh wow sounds great well never throw anything out I still have my cabbage patch so my children play with so you know yeah God, yeah you remember those are like the, the um i remember tiny tears i still have my tiny tears yeah. i still have like the fisher price garage the fisher price plane like we have so yeah. many things that are still floating around it's lovely though it's lovely seeing your own kids um playing with things that you had i suppose and even in clinic i would have things people like oh where'd you get this and i was like oh my mom bought it in smith circuit 91 <laughs> like sorry no longer available so yeah it's funny how some some toys just stand the test of time don't they yeah they really do they do so thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge and great ideas with us today for myself and lots of other parents and therapists out there um, i'm sure they'll be really useful for for all just to say you can listen to our other podcasts by following our social media channels on twitter instagram and facebook or by searching the iaslt in conversation on spotify and emma has her own uh, instagram channel on life with tiny tiny humans and therapy with tiny humans so do give her a follow there as well and we would like to wish all of our iaslt members and podcast listeners a very happy christmas and a peaceful new year mm-hmm.